This podcast is sponsored by Vivian Health, a marketplace that serves healthcare professionals first. Are you a travel nurse or interested in travel nursing? Vivian Health is our go-to for finding our travel assignments, and as a plus, they also have staff jobs. Their app shows all of the travel positions across the country with different agencies and shows you the weekly pay rates, letting you choose the best option for yourself. Create a profile, browse jobs, and chat with recruiters all on your own terms. Head to the link in our bio to download the Vivian Health app today. You know when you're working the night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, yeah. are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. I know. Happy Pride Month. Yeah. Happy Pride, everyone. It is the best month of the year. Really? Honestly, I love Pride. Me too. It's, it's so also much my fun. birthday month. <laughs> yeah, it's also Hannah's birthday month. This Pride is my this Pride month is also my wedding month. Not yes. this, but I think it's a good month. It's a good month. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. We have a really um, fun episode today, and yes. we're talking all things Pride, LGBTQ. Um, so a little bit of um education piece in the beginning mm-hmm. and then we're gonna be chatting with a couple individuals and I'm super excited to hear their stories and their journeys yeah we think it's a really important talk topic especially as more people are becoming more and more comfortable sharing you know their truths and we need to there's a lot that all of us can learn and you know we are hopefully incorporating all of that knowledge into how we care for our patients so yeah a hundred percent I think it's important for nurse non-nurse whatever but it's something that's really important for nurses to use in in our fields because our our patients will be LGBTQ and we need to learn how Mm -hmm. to be respectful of everybody um and just have an open mind going into this too I know that like um our listener base is probably pretty diverse and everybody's going to be starting on a different foot or, um, you know, amount of knowledge on this. Mm -hmm. Um, so we're just going to go over some terms and stuff, uh, just so everybody kind of, uh, understands the, the basic terminology and, and everything like that. And also we just wanted to say before we start to like, Emily and I are not perfect. Like we do not claim to be perfect. We are here to learn as well. Um, and, we're coming into this with an open mind and and so if some of the things that we say aren't exactly the most politically correct we're trying the best that we can and and we're just really excited to grow and be better and be and most importantly just be advocates not just for june but always always yep yeah well said i really have nothing else to add to that except if you hear us say like misspeak like you know please let us know like what we said wrong and like how we could say it differently too because we want to learn and i would say don't call us out but call us in call us in with yes you know like you can definitely send us a dm and we're definitely more than open to receiving that um but please just yeah be respectful of us too and and just know that we're we're just trying our best and and we don't claim to be perfect too yeah and this is all coming from like a place of 
love and acceptance and of everyone. So, yes. So the first term we're going to go over is sex at birth. So, um, we all know this if you're a NICU nurse you know this so infants are assigned a sex at birth male or female based on their external anatomy so male or female is your sex at birth and then as many as 1.7 percent of people are born with an intersex trait Um, so that means when you're born with both which we see in the NICU sometimes we're kind of unsure of uh what what with the anatomy it kind of looks like it could go either way so that mm-hmm. the correct term for that is intersex and I actually had a friend recently ask me um what the correct term was for that and I didn't remember or know off the top of my head and she had said that on the card they wrote non-binary so just for any NICU nurses out there and anybody in general like that's that's technically incorrect it's not non-binary it's the mm-hmm. correct term for that is intersex correct Um, The next term we're going to go over is gender identity, which is a person's internal, deeply held knowledge of their own gender. Everyone has a gender identity. For most people, that gender identity matches the sex they were assigned at birth. But for transgender people, their gender identity does not align with the sex they were assigned with at birth, birth. And many people have a gender identity of a man or a woman or for children, boy or girl. Um, And for other people, their gender identity does not fit neatly into one of those two binary genders, which they would then be called non-binary. Yeah, which we can go over Um, non-binary next. Yeah. Also, another note, too, is that gender identity is not visible to others. You can't look at someone and, quote unquote, see their gender identity. Correct. Um, So non-binary people, non-binary is an adjective used by people who experience their gender identity or their gender expression as falling outside of the binary that we've created as a society of man and woman. Um, Because, you know, it's really not black and white. I know many people see it that way, but that's kind of, it's been created by, it's totally made up. Um, Many non-binary people can call themselves transgender and consider themselves part of the transgender community and some don't. It's an umbrella term and it encompasses many different ways to understand someone's gender. Some non-binary people may also use words like agender, bigender, demigender, pangender, etc. to describe the specific way in which they are non-binary. Always ask people what words they use to describe themselves and non-binary sometimes is shortened to NB. I didn't know that. Um, E-N-B-Y is the spelling of that. Off of that, um, we're going to talk about gender expression. So gender expression is the external manifestations of gender expressed through a person's name, their pronouns, their clothing, their haircut, their voice, and or their behavior. And societies classify these external cues as masculine and feminine, although what is considered masculine and feminine changes over time, varies by culture, you know, created by society um, for a lot of things. Um, and most trans- most transgender people seek to align their gender expression with their gender identity to resolve that incongruence between their knowledge of their own gender and how the world sees them. And then next we're going to talk about sexual orientation. Um, so... 
it says, do not confuse and conflate sexual orientation and gender identity. So they're not the same. Se- sexual orientation describes a person's enduring physical, romantic, or emotional attraction to another person. Gender identity is a person's innate understanding of their own gender. Like everyone else, transgender people have sexual orientations. They may be straight, lesbian, gay, bisexual, pansexual, queer, asexual, etc. For example, a transgender woman who is attracted exclusively to women would typically call herself a lesbian. If she were exclusively attracted to men, she would call herself a straight woman. So they're not connected just because someone's trans doesn't mean they're gay. Like they're totally separate, just like it would be for anyone who's cisgender, which we'll get into that next, actually. Mm -hmm. So cisgender is an adjective used to describe people who are not transgender. Cis is a Latin prefix meaning on the same side as, which means it's an antonym of trans. A cisgender person is a person whose gender identity is aligned with the sex they were assigned at birth. And currently, cisgender is not a word that's wildly, widely understood by most people. However, um, it's commonly used by younger people and transgender people. Um, it's really important to, like if you're using cisgender in a news article or in any other platform to define what it means first, or you can simply say a non-transgender people. It is also shortened to cis and um, only recommend using the shorthand after you have used and defined the word cisgender Yeah, so for example, Emily and I are both, our pronouns are she, her, we are both cisgender, and we are Mm -hmm. both straight. Correct. And then transgender is an adjective to describe people whose gender identity differs from the sex they were assigned at birth. People who are transgender may also use other terms in addition to transgender to describe their gender more specifically. So trans is a shorthand for transgender transition is the process a person undertakes to bring their gender expression or their body into alignment with their gender identity um i was gonna say too just because you know we will be touching on transitioning today to just kind of explain the difference between the different types of transitioning so there's a social transition which is telling your family friends co-workers using a different name different pronouns dressing differently starting or stopping wearing makeup and jewelry etc um, the legal transition is changing your name and or sex marker on documents like your driver's license passport social security record bank accounts and a medical transition is undergoing hormone replacement therapy and or one or more surgical procedures And these steps are also referred to as gender-affirming care. Um, We are, that is the term that we're using now. We're not, we are not using the phrase sex change anymore is called gender affirmation, gender-affirming care. Yeah, which sounds so much more positive. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that that's what we're using now. Um, Yeah. And then this is a big one. Um, I find a lot of confusion with a lot of people about this. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about what is a transgender man and what is a transgender woman. So a transgender man is a man who was assigned female at birth um, who may use this term to describe himself. He may shorten it to trans man. So someone who was born female, the, the sex at birth was female and they transitioned into a man. So they are a transgender man. Um, Transgender woman, same thing. Um, Male at, was the sex assigned at birth to 
woman, transgender woman. So my mm-hmm. sister is transgender. She's a transgender woman. A lot of people will be really confused because I'll say, if it comes, you know, if it comes up, I'll be like, yeah, my sister's trans. And people will be like, oh, <clears throat> excuse me. They'll be like, oh, well, is it a he? Like, they're like, I mean, they don't mean to be disrespectful, but it it is. Mm-hmm. And, and it just takes two seconds to educate yourself. And that's why we're putting this information out there, too. Yeah. Just so everybody can be a little bit more aware. Um, because it is frustrating to have to, um, ed- I mean... It's not the tra- it's not transgender and non-binary people's job to educate us. It's your own job to educate yourself. Um, it's okay to ask certain questions and to be mm-hmm. curious, but there's certain things. There's a lot of in- information out there, and it's good to have a base knowledge of of on this kind of topic. And then I think one of the last things we wanted to touch on was gender non-conforming, which is a term used to describe people whose gender expression differs from conventional expectations of masculinity and femininity. And it's important to note that many cisgender people have gender expressions that are gender non-conforming. Simply having a non-conforming gender expression does not make someone trans or binary. Nor are all transgender people gender non-conforming. Many transgender people have gender expressions that are conventionally masculine or feminine. And it's important not to describe someone as gender non-conforming simply, simply because they happen to be a transgender person. Yeah, I think an example of that is like, I, f- I forget what his name is on Instagram, but I follow this guy and he's a man and he wears skirts and it's awesome. He wears skirts and heels and he's a baddie, but mm-hmm. he's not trans. Um, he's yeah. a man, but he just wears skirts. Hey, What's nothing it? wrong with that, by the way. Nothing I follow him too. I love you it. do? Yes. Yeah. What, it's amazing. So- I can't. I know what it is, but I don't know how to say his name. He's amazing. Is it Saad? Is that his name? I can't remember. Saad Emon or something. The bald guy. Hmm. Maybe a different one. Maybe a different one. Awesome. Love that. But we love it. We love it. Yeah. Um, or like the other way would be like a girl, like, I don't know, we back in our childhood days, we used to say like, Tom, I'm a tomboy. Like, and I feel like it's a lot more acceptable in society for girls to dress mm-hmm. more masculine than yeah. the other way around, which is, I hope that we can break that. Like I've seen more and more men wearing nail polish and like different things like yep. that. And I just think it's great. Like, I totally agree. You can wear whatever you want. One hundred thousand percent, and be whoever you want, and we love everybody. Yes, we do, and that's what Pride's all about. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, uh, just can't wait to celebrate this whole month, and you know, we're really excited to talk to our guests today, and we hope you enjoy it. I used to work with Taylor. We're having Taylor and her boyfriend Dax on, and I am stoked to to chat with them. Yes, so excited. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hi. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome Hi. to the podcast. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How are y'all? We're great. Guys, so we have two awesome guests this week. We're so excited to have them on. Um, and we're just gonna let them introduce themselves. Hey everyone, I'm Dax. Um, I've been a nurse for five and a half years now. Um, I started with a degree in psychology, so I did the accelerated program. Um, one year after graduated in 16 and then and in 17 did the, the year program. And then I worked at a major children's hospital, did a residency program. Um, 
left that hospital. They went to another hospital, did some camps, training and experiences in pediatrics. A year ago now, right? We started traveling into two children's hospitals, some clinics, um, and yeah, just been like taking in the opportunities that come with traveling, which is like actually traveling around the world, which has been really awesome because you just have a lot of time and flexibility. And I'm lucky enough to have a partner that we do it together. So we make everything work that way. Um, and just meeting different people and immersing ourselves in different cultures and, and things like that, which has been really awesome. So cool. that's sort of my experience yeah. as a nurse. Um, and then sort of the other thing too, uh, I've been doing some like LGBTQ trainings um, since I came out as trans about two years ago. I've done them the hospital that I worked at. Um, and then I did them like did a fellowship training for Boston Children's. And then I did uh, a few other presentations. Usually it's honestly, it's for residents um, rather than nurses. So it's like getting to but yeah this is like my profession. that's amazing yeah. so important yeah. hugely cool his and list where... is a lot longer than mine <laughs> oh, I, was gonna, I was gonna ask where you're from originally dax sorry oh yeah, yeah so i'm from connecticut um and i worked in connecticut and uh well my family so i'm a first generation portuguese immigrant so like both my parents are from portugal wow, and i'm cool. like the first of like my family, me and my sister are like first to like actually be born in, in uh, the United States. And like, yeah. So that's cool. sort of awesome. another thing that adds to my story. Very awesome. cool. Yeah. 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 Taylor. You're cooler than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, I'm Taylor. Um, I am also from Connecticut and I've been doing NICU nursing for my whole career. Um, I've been a nurse since 2016. Um, and then it's really simple. I worked at the same hospital since then for like five and a half years. And then we started traveling in January of last year. So, so that's fun. my story. That was like one tenth of yours. Yeah, mine was kind of long. <laughs> and then would you guys mind sharing your pronouns as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So mine are he, him. And I'm she, her. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. And where How about y'all? You... She, her. She, her. Yes. Cool. Is that something that y'all are like uh, used to doing, like in the workplace at all, or is that like because y'all y'all work in the NICU or have had experience in the NICU, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not used to doing it in the workplace, but I think it would be really important to bring to all units, honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, because you know you can't assume to know people's pronouns. it's interesting, yeah. as you guys know, being travel nurses also, like, the differences state to state that you find with uh, how much people know. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. I'm in West Virginia right now. <laughs> so I'll let that speak for itself. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that was actually something that's, like, come up. People have asked me, like, have you had different experiences as you've been to different states? But, like, honestly, we only pick places that we know that yeah. we're going to feel comfortable. So that's mm-hmm. a good call. I don't think that would work for me. No, no. It, I yeah. have a big she, her pin on my badge now. Cause I'm like, at least I want to show people to start talking about it and, yeah. um, it to be more 
like common knowledge because I feel mm-hmm. like it's so for some reason still like taboo there and I've overheard really offensive conversations about people about talking about um like oh you have to interview people and ask them what their pronouns are and they were all like <gasps> like appalled by it and I was like no that's like actually yeah. a really respectful thing to do yeah and Hannah went and said a, something which I love I did so. <laughs> that's um, amazing that's like Thanks. almost the more important piece of it yeah you know yeah it is yeah I think like in my younger years maybe I would have been a little bit too too scared to speak up but now I'm just like I don't care anymore like someone has to and it's it's our job to you know be advocates and be allies and and that, that's yeah, like the absolutely. least that I could do you know that's awesome that you did that thank you yeah and I, I don't know about y'all in your nursing education if you have any sort of like gender affirming care diversity sort of like coursework I know that I didn't I know Taylor said I she didn't don't really remember saying much about if anything, maybe like it touched on it like briefly, but it was never like a huge piece of the education. Yeah, I'm trying to think too. Um, I graduated in 2015, so it's been a hot minute for me also, but I went to school in San Francisco, so I'm like, did we have more? <laughs> but I don't know that we did. I don't think we, which is like now that I think about it, very surprising. I feel like there should be a whole. <laughs> course on that um, yeah in every program now absolutely but I would kind of expect a little more from San Francisco but yeah maybe now it's been maybe eight yeah years, so yeah who knows about what they do now but yeah I started I have a colleague that like he he works for Yale's MP program and he does a class that's like care of the LGBTQ plus patient love that's, that's awesome wonderful. yeah I don't know how yeah, yeah, I think I went to a Catholic university, so I think I probably had like one slide, if I were to guess. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So probably one of those slides where they're like, "Oh, here's some information." Next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, don't don't look too hard. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah I feel like at the core of it is like we need education, right? Like I feel like. Like in my experience with my family, for example, they had a very hard time originally, like understanding what it meant to be transgender and like just in general. Like my dad specifically said, like our entire life we've been on the other side of the fence. So like we can't accept this because we don't understand it. But like I came home and there was like a trans flag like waiting here for me, you know, because they went to to family therapy and they they were were with me with my sister and my parents and in a setting where there was someone who's a trained professional telling them like this is this is what it is you know this is not like some sort of like you know aloof thing you know he he clearly had gender dysphoria and this is you know so I feel like through my journey I've seen people come together and really change and blossom but because they're being educated yeah the education so i feel like in healthcare and and in the field of nursing especially because i felt like like i said earlier the medical residents had a better understanding like as i came out and stuff but the nursing i felt like there was a big gap there Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah i i totally like i can 
hear where you're coming from. Um, my sister is trans as well. Um, so I, I was in high school. I think I was like, um, going to be like a senior and she's three years older. Um, so that was, and I went to Catholic school my whole life as just a backstory Mm. and everything. So I wasn't really exposed to anything like that. So I didn't really have an understanding of what being transgender meant either. And, you know, I've educated myself, read books, listened to podcasts, um, and same with my parents. And I'm so grateful that they're so amazing, but, um, we, I would say we've changed, you know, because I don't think immediately we were like, this is great. Like live your truth. I think there was a, a part where we were like, sad and confused and everything but then now to see where we've come to now it's it's absolutely amazing so oh that's really beautiful yeah i feel like the same thing with my yeah it sounds very similar yeah so it's like very ingrained in the culture and that sort of thing and you know you're supposed to be a certain way and that's how it is and i feel like if you're you're handed this script of who you're supposed to be and if it if it doesn't work it's it's just it's confusing you know what I mean like I I wasn't fitting the script so they didn't Mm -hmm. really understand that so I feel like Mm -hmm. the education the therapy really helped them Mm. understand that which is nice that's awesome that is awesome if there are other families that are struggling with that like where did you where did your family find that therapist you know like where can you kind of like guide people towards um if they're struggling yeah, so there's like a slew of resources. Um, we got the family therapist through my brother-in-law. His mm-hmm. father is a psychiatrist, so he immediately connected them with this therapist who specializes in the trans community. So she does all the work. But there's like, um, there's a Glad is like a really good website that is, I believe, like a search engine. Psychology Today. You can yeah, Psychology Today is like very easy resource to use so like you can they can always ask it depending on the age i'm always like referencing kids so like you can always ask like a pediatrician usually they'll have like a good network that way i feel like just google is a a good way especially parents or like or families are more timid like they feel i don't know sometimes face-to-face makes people feel a little bit more like awkward you could always just go online and there's always resources that way depending on like what state you're into yeah i feel like also just talking to people like you might actually not know that like your best friend might have a family therapist that they really like love and then they can be referred to you like i feel like people don't talk about it enough so if you start to like open up and talk to people you might find yourself like gaining access to resources that you didn't even know were being used around you so i feel like that would probably work too yeah yeah we're definitely Um, gonna put like um the link to glad and like anything else uh any other references we use too in the episode notes too so everyone if you need to look something up it'll be at your fingertips exactly cool yeah and before you guys hopped on we did a little intro of commonly used terms the thing that from what you sent us from the uh the glad media Mm. reference guide so we we kind of went over some of the basics there too so i think that's gonna be helpful because like a lot of people i mean everyone's starting out a different uh, level of knowledge so I think that way everybody kind of has a general understanding of what we're talking about yeah um, before we jumped into this conversation so I just oh, reflecting on like earlier because thinking back to like the trainings I've done and stuff 
feel like sometimes people feel awkward, you know, going in the room and being like, hey, my name's Dax. I use he, him pronouns. What I typically do is, like, I'll go off presentation. Like, if I feel, like, in pediatrics, right? If I feel like someone, if A, it says it in the chart, like, they have a preferred name, right? Like, what their name is. Or B, the person is presenting in a sort of, like, ambiguous way. I try and like, I take a step in that direction where I'll, I'll make that the setting, but I'm not going into every single room doing it because mm-hmm. I don't want audience members to think like, okay, I feel really, really uncomfortable doing this. And now I have to do it every single time. That's just not going to work for me. I'm, that's frustrating. Like this is, this is too much for me. Like, I think that people really need to understand, like take the extra step when you feel like, okay, this person is presenting more like androgynous, right? So like, Maybe they have a name that's like a typically female or woman, but they have just like shorter hair and like baggier clothes. Like I'm going to go in there and I'm going to ask like, hey, like what are your pronouns? And honestly, the kid will say like, it's them. so normal, but like, could you totally just do that with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. And oh. you know, so typically that's, that's where if you're going to make, the the take the step it, it's important to do it in that setting definitely yeah yeah I feel like a lot of people maybe worry that they're going to offend offend someone by asking but I think it's actually the opposite mm-hmm. yeah yeah I definitely feel like it's it's more helpful to ask than yeah mm-hmm. I agree would you mind sharing a little bit about your personal journey with transitioning and how you navigated the process in your personal life and also in the workplace? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I started my whole journey like five years ago. just living like a totally different life. And I just got really lucky that I went to a therapist. I had a feeling like I, I wasn't queer identifying at the time. I had a feeling that, you know, I'd... I I had that in me, but I was so like deep in this conditioning of who I was supposed to be that it was like, I was like at the bottom of the ocean and everything was just like floating around me and I had no ability to grasp it. Like I was so deep in the closet. That's how it all felt. So, you know, I put that as a filter when I was finding this therapist, right? So I call all these therapists, one therapist like gets back to me, right? And she knew that like we talk about it now but she knew that the whole cardiac thing was bullshit like <laughs> sorry if i'm not supposed to swear but you like, can swear <laughs> she just, we talk yeah. we talk about it and she's just like dax it's hilarious because i just saw right through that you know like i knew that you were fixating on it and it was like there were other things going on right? so i originally came out like as a gay woman i went through the whole process because i feel like a lot of people a lot of trans folks will talk about this too like it's it's a lot it's a it's a more difficult journey to come to terms and like come out with your gender than it is I feel this is my experience with your sexuality right because mm-hmm. you're like you have to go out to the world and you're presenting and like you're whatever but so I did that journey first and I was like I felt like I got through it and then it just something still didn't feel right you know and I you know, COVID happened and I'm not going out into the world that much. And I, I'm spending more time at home and I'm just feeling like, so I didn't know Taylor at the time, by the way, but I, I just was feeling so disconnected and like something was off. And then I just, I started like 
you know, toying around with more. So there's like different elements of transition. There's like social, there's like medical transition. So the medical is like the last piece. And I think that's another thing that people get really confused about and like really frustrated, especially with trans youth. You know, you'll hear like, oh, they're going to mutilate, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's usually the last element that ever really happens, right? Like we're focusing on like, let's get the kids in clothes that like feel right. Like yeah, that's I just, emotional. Yes. It's just like all the numbers. Yeah. Like emotional, social, not like all this other complexity that people are adding to it. So drama that's not even there. But so then I went on this van trip and I, I actually, I was in, I was taking a trip back from Cape Cod and had this like connection where I was like, you know, it's like, that's just who I am. Like, if I could, if I could start over anywhere, like, on the opposite side of the world where no one knew me, like, I just want to, like, go it's seem to be. I just mm. had this moment. And so I went on this van trip and, I, like, was only dead. So I went by myself, was in the Grand Teton, just driving around, like, lived. I was like, damn, this is amazing. Like, having these meltdowns and I thought, this is who I am. Like, this can't be me. Like, this is... This is nuts. So this is like over, I originally came out 2018. This was 2020. So it was like a two-year process, whatever. Came back from the trip and I work in peds. And the floor that I worked on was a very um, intense floor. It was, uh, I saw a lot of kids with um, like brain brain tumors that were terminal. So Mm -hmm. I was, you know, dealing with a lot of like neurological complexities like CP seizures that were very complex so i'm like immersed in this and i'm like seeing like the lives that some many didn't live you know and i'm now dealing with these emotions and i i'm still seeing the same therapist it's about four three to three and a half years in and so then i reach out to this clinic called anchor health um it's in connecticut i could put the link in if people want to look through it it's specifically for queer people so you have to be identifying as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, not necessarily like trans or any sort of gender diverse, but they just, it's a specific patient population. So I just made a consult and, you know, I, I was, I had this like treatment and you know, the provider was really respected in the field is basically like, listen, these aren't like feelings that are typical for someone who's cisgender, right? So someone who feels like their gender is congruent with the sex that they were assigned at birth and i was like shit like damn and they're like listen like i was like is this like will this go away like could i just like make it go away like and just pretend it doesn't exist and they're like honestly like the only reason why i see people like detransition or whatever is social pressure Right. And I, I was like, that was something that stuck with me because there were times where I was like second guessing, whatever, as I was like moving further along. And it would be in response to like, oh, I'd show up to like a family event and I'd be like, oh, I can't do this. Like, they're looking at me weird. Like, this isn't going to work. Like, how am I ever going to be a, a real man? Like, this isn't going to do this. Right. So then I got this prescription for hormones and 20, 20, or 2020 was it when did we started dating 2021 yeah but it was like the end of 2020 i think yeah right? 2020 i got the script yeah well i knew taylor but we started dating probably like two months three months after that it was like i think she gave me like my second injection or something because 
I started what's called microdosing first. So I was like, oh, I can just ease into it. So it's like some folks will like go on lower level hormones just to kind of get more of like, if someone is like non-binary, gender diverse, they'll, they'll get something that's a little bit more, they don't want to look super feminine. So they just get a little bit more androgynous. But I was like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I just want that because I don't want to deal with the consequences of, you know, that, that I'm in a face, which I did have to face. Um, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm doing full blown. And I, the other thing that really helped me is like visibility. I had a, a friend who was in the community um, and he had transitioned and he was living like an adjusted life. I don't like using the word normal life, but like an adjusted life. And I was like, this, he looks great. Like, this is amazing. Like he, he has, a, he's now married and he's like living a life. Cause I feel like, you know, that's the, the issue too, is like, we don't see enough trans success. Like, I feel like that's why more and more people are coming out. And like, that's why I share my story. So people could see, like, I don't always go around like at work and stuff and be like, Hey, I'm trans. Cause then it comes with stuff. But like, mm-hmm. if it comes up by, you know, cause then people are like, Whoa, like this, this is something that this isn't like what I thought, you know? So now it, it then makes people more open-minded and like accepting and it changes the narrative. Right. Yeah. Oh, so. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing your story yeah. with us. Yeah. I really appreciate it's it. Super yeah. powerful. Yeah. There's like so much to unpack there. I was going to, I know. Just... <laughs> There's so... I know. Even... I know. I kind of just like, there's so many things that I can say too. And like, I've heard it. So I want to hear but... from you. Too, yeah. Taylor. I want to hear from you too. Yeah. Like what your yeah. perspective is also like, the story of how you guys met mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, which part do you want first? Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear from Taylor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I know. I feel like, like I'm talking a lot. No, you're oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we love you. I know. <laughs> I just want to make sure she has a chance to speak to you. I know. It's it's okay. Okay. I prefer it that way. It's fine. Yeah. Just like how you guys met and um, yeah, whatever you think you want to add. Yeah. So we have a mutual friend. Um, I was roommates with her in college and Dax met her in the nursing program that they were in. Um, Unfortunately, her mom passed away and we ended up meeting for the first time at our friend's mom's funeral. And this was like pre-transition. I don't even know if you had come out as like queer at all at that point. No, I don't think I did. I was like, I was at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. I'll go back to that metaphor. <laughs> yeah, so that's when we met for the first time. And then we were like, we connected on social media and stuff. So, like, for a couple of years, we followed each other and we, like, saw each other on the other sides of our phones. And we had, like, chatted a couple times. Like, he had reached out to me and was like, oh, like, you live in Connecticut. I'm going to go work at, like, CCMC, which only lasted for a little while. But anyways, he, was like, hang out. he was like, we should hang out. <laughs> and she totally was like didn't she was like yeah, okay yeah. that's not how it went I was like yeah we should and then nothing ended up happening but I did say yes and then I a couple of years later we reconnected on hinge and then oh, you know, oh no like, way yeah it's really funny yeah so like what ended up happening with that so I feel like people like come into your life oh, at yeah, a certain point for mm-hmm. like a reason like I really believe in like little characters that just are like so this yeah. girl who was a traveler had date I was like very baby trans boy and I was just so insecure like about dating and stuff and this girl that I had become friends with because she was, was queer had dated a trans man and so I was like she was like talking to me about it and I was like I'm just so like scared to do it and she's like 
you just gotta like go on the apps and just do it. So we're like all in a room one late shift. And one of my other friends was on and I saw Tara's profile and I was like, oh, like she's so cool and like so beautiful. Like, do I do it? And Cass is like, do it. So I like, I just got I chills. Sent, I like, I like sent it and it was like two truths and a lie. It was like, sure, I got beaten by a shark. I was like, that's BS. So that was like sort of in my mind. I'm like, what's the position? Yeah. Like, just like, I'm like, just saying, I'm like, yeah. That's yeah, so. so sweet. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh. Oh, like, people will ask, like, oh, did you, because, like, we'll talk about it and be like, oh, yeah, like, my boyfriend's a travel nurse, too, and they're like, oh, did you, like, meet travel nursing? And, like, we just got really lucky that, like, we mm-hmm. both were nurses who wanted to travel nurse yeah. and then got to, like, do that journey together. Yeah. So fun. It's the dream. It really is. Yeah, we got yeah. really lucky. Yeah. Um, off of that, like, where have you been? What have been your favorite assignments? How... And really, though, I'm curious about how it is traveling together and both finding assignments. Because I traveled with my best friend, mm-hmm. and it was really oh yeah difficult for us to both be at the same hospital or anything. But I'm just curious. I don't think we've had really an issue. We've gotten very lucky in terms of finding assignments. I think um, we've told the recruiters where we want to be and like seamlessly have had contracts like in the timeline that we wanted which I don't feel like most people always have that like convenience but it's worked out pretty well for us and we ended up at the same hospital twice now yeah yeah we uh started in New York we did that whole thing we we're like let's start like local and small it wasn't yeah. local and small it was, not it was such a transition yeah it's like I wanted nothing to do with New York but you know I did it for love and <laughs> it's so funny like, like experiences play out because i thought that i really wanted to go to new york maybe we should have tried brooklyn we were in manhattan but then we went to boston after that and i loved boston and i was so like oh, i'm not going to boston, I hate boston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i well, always I wanted boston. to go to boston where did you work nice. at taylor i was at brigham oh, okay okay yeah, I was at which was a great Israel, Yeah, I heard great things about that one too. But I it really, okay. really loved being at Brigham. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, was yeah. I was at the Brigham too. I did like a allergy clinic. I really loved it. Like oh, I didn't, cool. I didn't love like yeah. the, the job per se, but like the crew was like on point, and it was cool to do something. Different. Yeah, yeah. we're you... really lucky because he's had two clinic travel positions like so with cool. the stipends it's like an actual travel contract but in clinics yeah yeah that's pretty legit i would love to do that that's a goal mm-hmm. did you like were you giving you know like immunotherapy injections is that kind of yeah. cool that's you i get this before yeah i do that yeah too. i was gonna say how do you know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was doing it love mm-hmm. that yeah i get them yeah. uh, i'm on maintenance right now so oh yeah, I I've had two systemic reactions, so I'm on a very oh, no. low dose. Was it like point zero? Point. Uh, I think I'm at point two right now of my middle vial, though. I'm not even like I can't even go near the most concentrated vial. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's fun it times. That sounds scary. Yeah, I have to deal with any systemics. <laughs> 
bread because I'm hard. <laughs> it's just like I got so lucky that we didn't have to like give Epi or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seriously, it's that's scary. So cool. That's really scary. <laughs> it's oh my God. What are you allergic to? Everything. The world. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't even know. Just uh everything environmental i'm very sensitive to it's been very helpful though i mean i think I've, i mean i've been doing it for like three years now um but so i still get some allergies but it's nowhere near what i had before so it's working well, at least there's that yeah <laughs> that's good yeah i know side note side note <laughs> so you guys yeah you guys so, are in connecticut now right yeah. yeah. And then you, what's mm-hmm. next? Sorry, Em. <laughs> Didn't mean oh, to yeah. cut you off. They, well, yes. So from Boston to where? Because I know you were just in San Diego. So, yeah. 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 We did, we did um, New York. We stayed there for like four months. And then we did just like the straight three-month contract in Boston. Mm-hmm. And then we took four months off after Boston. And that's when we went and we like traveled Europe and oh my God. did all Hell the fun yeah. things. And then enjoyed the holidays at home with our family. And then after that, we went to San Diego. Okay. And we've been in San Diego since January. Yeah. And now we're home and we're doing the same thing, just minus Europe. We're going to take a lot of time off. Amazing. <laughs> Me too. I'm about to have my fun employment. I'm so stoked. Oh, you get fun employment. Nice. Yeah. We love that. You yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going home to New Jersey for a little bit. Um, Emily's wedding at the end of Colorado, at the end of, Colorado, so at the end of the month in Colorado. Um, spend some time in Maine with family, and then I'm going to Bali in August, which I'm excited. Oh, for. oh my goodness! Yeah. Don't oh get my me god, started talking about Bali because I could talk about Bali forever. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to chat, girl, because I want to hear all the things. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to TravCon in September, which you guys mm-hmm. should come. Oh my god, oh, that's that exciting! Would so you fun. Should you should. Come. When is it September? You have, you've never heard of it? It's like Travelers oh, Conference, like for travel healthcare professionals. It's a party. Oh, it's it's in a Vegas. Party. It's in Vegas. It's great. Because <laughs> you guys went last year. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was yeah, so yeah. fun. We had a blast. Yeah. Too you much. Like, you yeah, do, co- we'll you do conference stuff during the day. Like you can get CEUs and go to like talks and everything like that and like mingle with different agencies and recruiters and stuff and we were like handing out our stickers and just like meeting people and uh networking and stuff and then at night yeah it's parties it's yeah like everything's paid for like oh, all yeah. the agencies Free are booze, just trying to like, like schmooze you and get you to work with them so you're like cool oh, yeah I, I think we paid for like maybe our mimosas the day that we got there because mm-hmm. we were waiting to check into the hotel yeah it was that sounds like a fun. great time you should come seriously like we want more friends i know yeah show, so yeah. you should come yeah maybe us. we'll have to plan that into our yeah non-existent our... life plan yeah <laughs> love it do you have an idea of where you want to go for your next assignment or just kind of like whatever falls into your lap honestly we're thinking colorado Oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> we just applied. Well, we just got our license, so like it's cool. in the works. Um, but not sure. We're gonna wait until probably like the end of the summer, sure. beginning of the summer, to start looking again. Um, if nothing happens to pop up for Colorado, who knows? We might end up back in California. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I feel like California is always a safe bet. There's always mm-hmm. jobs, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's I will not be right returning now. though to San Diego. Yeah, I you didn't like it. Did, did you work at Shady Rady or what? <laughs> I did work at Shady Rady. Same, oh my god. <laughs> oh, when were you there? 2018 to 2019. I think it's a lot better than it was okay. then. 
but it's it's still pretty rough. <laughs> I did like the satellite NICUs, so I actually liked it. Oh, well, okay. I was just going to say, because if you hated the satellite, it must have been really bad. But No, okay, I love them. I was it. like you at La Jolla. Oh, amazing. I, so I've heard from people and everyone always said, if you're going to go, try to get a satellite position. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. So okay. I just had to like kind of take what I what I could get. Yeah. And yeah. I would have loved to be at La Jolla. That w- I did float there because I floated to them all. It's a nice unit, right? It, it was a nice unit. Yeah. yeah. Very chill. Mm-hmm. Did you have to float yep. to like pick you, CI, like anything like that? Or was it just I within went to the, the NICU? The CTICU I went to twice. Yes. Okay. They were actually okay about giving babies. Um, but I've – it just was like – I, the thing about travel nursing and floating that I really frustrates me is that they don't orient you to these units, mm-hmm. right? So, like, even if they took four hours out of your orientation to walk you around these units that they're going to float you to, right. I would feel better because I wouldn't have to spend the yeah. first hour of my shift, where is this? What is this? What times do you do this? Like, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then you're an hour behind, and then the rest of your, your 12 hours, you're just running around like freaking nutcase. Right. Or they so, should at least have a sheet. Like, they did here's that. the time we chart yeah. and, and with the, the assessment yeah. times and stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. We, Some of them do. Yeah. So I think that the NICU I worked at in Colorado, we had like a, a sheet for people that were floating. But CCMC, I did half shifts on the floors. Like, I did a half shift yeah. on the floor and a half shift in the PICU as my orienta- for mm-hmm. my orientation. And that oh, was great. Okay. I thought they were floating you. Like, no, like I got, those, like... yeah, we got oriented like to those units. Um, yeah, and I, nice. then I had to float. So that was great. Yeah. Six hours. Yeah. I was like, cool. Great. That's plenty. I know yeah, what I'm doing exactly. now. I know yeah. how to get to the unit, but right. in Colorado, the, when I was a traveler here, they, I literally floated my first two shifts in my contract and they were like, okay, go find the, like pick you. And I was like, what? I don't even know where it is. It's a gigantic so, right. hospital. Yeah. Like, okay, Which is cool. where we met. In the picky. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. out. I know. It did. It did. <laughs> this but podcast like, would not exist. No. Wow, and they were like, oh, Hannah, if you have any questions, you can ask Emily over there. And I was like, yeah, sure, because I'm an expert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought she was you. a picky nurse. Yeah. So you were doing well, Emily. Then <laughs> maybe just ma- fake it till you make it. Honestly, yes, that's what we always say. Absolutely. Okay. But let's see what. But else. yeah. Anyways, radies. I'm I'm good with radies for now. <laughs> that's fair. I yeah. I saw that. some in it's Santa a... Monica, like some jobs there. Yeah. San Francisco is great. It mm-hmm. also is like it can be gloomy, but I feel like. August, September, October are really nice times to be there as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, yeah, I know you were like in San Diego for just like terrible weather. It's so terrible. <laughs> the number of times our parents that live in Connecticut were like, oh, it's so beautiful here today. It's sunny. It's 70 degrees. We're like, oh, it's 50 and cloudy and raining. Yeah. Yep. Wow. It's been really bad here too. Like we've just like we our winter was terrible. Like it's just been raining constantly, and we'll Facetime dance parents, and it's like sunny, seventy, and beautiful. And they're like, right. oh, wait, like, did it nothing? It didn't snow this winter." And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. nice. <laughs> it snowed a ton." Wow. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but it is what it is. Is but... Seattle on your list? We're gonna visit Seattle. Yeah, I feel like this is like my assignment. Sure. Sort of closing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the chapter of MP Fit Nursing is done. Okay. Love that for you. So, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. excited. So, I mean, if we like it, we're open to it. Have you worked in Seattle? I did work in Seattle. That was my favorite spot. I was there for six months. Mm. Oh, cool. Highly recommend. Yeah. But oh, okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. It's about but like in the summer. summer. Yeah, summer. In a summer. Seattle yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The next chapter for us is kind of open right now. So, who knows oh, where we'll cool. end up? Well, that's, that's really exciting. exciting. Oh, a remote job would be incredible. Um, just honestly stepping away from bedside, like inpatient nursing has been life-changing for me. So I'm excited for that for you because I stepped away and I did pediatric home health case management for a year and like mostly worked from home. It was like hybrid. I would go like into homes and whatnot for the kiddos, but then I now I work literally like a five minute, if that drive from the house at like an out or an ambulatory surgery center do like it's Monday through Friday, no holidays, weekends, no nights. Like it's living the life. That's yeah. Do you miss inpatient like bedside? Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. I I already don't miss it. Yeah. I miss like babies. Like I love, you know, I just love holding babies, but luckily Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends are having children right now. So I can just go hold their kids. Yeah, so, they're not yeah. sick and they're not alarming and it's not right. You could just so sit, that's good. sit there with them in peace. Yeah. <laughs> peace and quiet. Well, maybe Seriously. if they're not crying, but. <laughs> or like you don't have time to hold them half the time and then 90% of the time in the NICU because you got to go chart. Like, sorry, kid. Right. I know. I'm like, I don't have time Or the next one needs to eat and the parent's mm-hmm. like, but he's crying. I'm sorry. I have to leave. The yeah. freaking angel eyes. Um, I can see my baby crying on the angel oh, eyes. Can you no. go? I'm like, I will. <laughs> <sighs> Have you, have you guys found that angel eyes exist in a lot of places? No. No. I'm trying to think. We don't have it here. We didn't have it in Boston. I think – I can't remember if Stanford had it in California or not, but I think, like, CCMCU is the only one that mm. had it. I think – I've had, like, 50 Somewhere else had it. Okay. I yeah. have it where I'm at right now. And it's, I just got, there was just a call. He threw up everywhere. It's, it's, I'm picturing an ex- absolute explosion. There was just like, bleh, like right on the verb cloth. I was like, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh um, my God. The angel eyes. It's like a love hate relationship. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's great. Like, I'm, it's great for the parents. I'm glad. It's it just is, like sometimes but... it can make, um, things a little more difficult Uh, especially if you're like in the middle of something and have to go answer a phone call and it's just like can you turn the angel eyes on or yeah they they drop their passy and you're like great yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) running around with like a huge to-do list yeah top of the priority um let's let i so yeah i'm like my cat i'm sorry hold on she's struggling okay We love kitties. Her name's Moomoo. What's she doing? How have both of your experiences as nurses in the LGBTQ plus community shaped your perspectives on healthcare and patient care and all the things? I feel like for the NICU and like NICU versus PEDS, I feel like it's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we've talked about it. I floated one day to the NICU. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's not for I think a lot. It's definitely not for a lot of people. <laughs> but I, I don't know. The NICU, I feel like 
like being a part of like the LGBTQ community, it's like opened my eyes. And then I see a lot of things in the NICU that I'm just like, like, why do we do things this way? Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have a pink and a blue card mm-hmm. that literally mm-hmm. just like is so like boxy right yeah. from the start? Yep. So I feel like it just opens my eyes and like, granted, there's changes to be to be had and like at a higher level, which would probably take a lot of work. But like, I just see that there's so much room for growth, like in that area. And like the way that we interact with like families as they're like literally just born and like the things that people say to the parents like, oh, like they have like say like they have a boy and we're like, oh, he's so handsome. He's going to get all the ladies when he's older and like Uh stuff like that. I feel like those things I've just like kind of become more like aware of like not saying those things or just trying to be more neutral with like conversations and Yes. Stuff like that. That's such a good point. Emily and I were actually just talking mm-hmm. about that on our last episode um, because we were saying how like a lot of women are like um, like programmed at birth, like from birth, like, oh my gosh, you have the most beautiful eyelashes. Oh, you're so pretty. And it's always focused on the appearance, the appearance, mm-hmm. the appearance. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of like who they are inside and like our minds right. or whatever else you have to bring to the table and everything like that. Right. Um, and I'm guilty of it too. And I, that's mm-hmm. something that I'm, Oh, I am too. Like I now. catch myself saying things like that all the time. And then I'm like, yeah, Oh, yeah. I just said that. I call yeah. the babies like you're a princess. And it's like, and then I hear myself <laughs> and I'm like, no, Hannah deprogram that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. It, but like, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's deep in there. <laughs> it's hard. And, like, sometimes I think in the NICU it's hard because, like, these are things that parents want to hear you say, sure. mm-hmm. right? So, like, they're – and it, it's hard to find that balance of, like, when is it appropriate to, like, say things like that because and, – and when is it not? So I feel yeah. like that's something that's just, like, a work in progress and it should be yeah. for everyone. But mm-hmm. it's definitely something to give attention to. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the one time I floated to the NICU – there was like, it was like a baby and it was one and she's like, oh my God, this is just like so confusing. Like, but I think it's a girl because like her hair is so long. And I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. So I think that there's just like different like stereotypes uh-huh. that are set up. Definitely. Mm-hmm. A little bit more firmer i felt in the nicu oh yeah because like, like that's all you have to go off of it's a yeah. baby that doesn't like speak or talk or right. like have any personality yet so mm-hmm. like you grab onto the only thing that you can yeah but not always in the best way but it happens too though like in peds for example people will bring so just like going from the whole perspective like people will bring like dolls for girls and they'll bring chucks for boys and i really try when I've worked inpatient, I try and, like, do the opposite because I'm just being, I'm like, all right, I'm going to bring the girl all different colors of, of toys or or whatever, just so they have options. Sure. Mm-hmm. To, like, where this whole conversation started in terms of, like, I feel like my perspective with my transition, I'd, I'd like to see the nursing community get more education that aren't just like click trainings because i feel like mm-hmm. when i was transitioning at work i actually had to go to the 
No, like she was like a high, she was like my boss's boss because like the misgendering was just too much. Like I try to correct, I try to correct, and it was just too much. Mm-hmm. And like people had the trainings, right? But it wasn't until someone came that was like an actual in-person. certified in person. Like this is how we're gonna do it. And I feel like especially in children's hospitals, that is something that needs to be. It's like mm-hmm. formal trainings. We're working with kids. You're working in a this is not something that is like making sense to you and maybe like this career isn't making sense to you. yeah if, it, if it's really conflicting then maybe you need to go <laughs> into like a, a different segment maybe you just go into like a <laughs> yeah exactly it's so important at that age like mm-hmm. the developmental pediatric age like you say one wrong thing to a kid yeah if you, a lot of kids come in with mental health yeah yeah Really good. Point. I have a divergent from what you said because I just thought of a story. But in terms of like the in person trainings and stuff, so I was overhearing a conversation recently, and I think they had an in person training. And the one of the nurses comes in and she's like, "Yeah, they like asked me what my pronouns were," and I'm like, "What does that even mean?" Oh god! I'm like, "Like I'm a girl. Like what does that even mean?" I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "You're a nurse." Like. Yeah. You also, like, I just don't understand how that's, there's such a uh, gap in between. Like, that's the simplest thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, sometimes I feel like, just because, like, I've done education that I assume everybody else should have as well. Right. People are just, it's just not true. I mean, based on who's in your bubble, um, a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't know anyone who's trans or non-binary, so... I try to, I try to have some sympathy, but it's hard because I get angry because I'm I'm defensive over people that I love. But um, mm-hmm. I think, like in the situation that I had, which was very similar to yours about the pronouns thing, um, uh, I didn't yell at them or anything. Like I just I tried my best to like approach them with respect and describe why it was offensive and kind of educate and then like just do it in a positive way because I want people to be able to at least you know take that opportunity to learn something and Mm -hmm. I mean I don't I don't expect people to like completely change with one interaction but maybe the more that they interact have those interactions then maybe there's a chance that people yeah change. yeah totally I think it all it takes sometimes all it takes is that one interaction to like mm-hmm. open someone's mind kind of like ground somebody and like put them into perspective yeah 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 because it could be something that they have literally never been in contact with or like thought about before and then you tell them and they're like oh wow like maybe I do need to take a step back and educate myself more if you know this it's mm-hmm. just what you need to do <laughs> In general, right. but especially, yeah, if you're working with kids, like, that is so important. Yeah. My grandparents, who all they do is watch church, and they're in their <laughs> 80s, and only speak Portuguese, even though as their grandson, they're like, the rest of the world can get them too. Like, let's, let's get together. Oh, yeah. Especially yes. professionals <laughs> in the field. Like, they never misgendered me. They never dead named me. Like, they're always on point. It's like, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. get frustrated with the like, it's generational. That's just how mm. they grew up. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 
you are you are able to educate yourself your entire life and you do not have mm-hmm. to stick to those whatever ideals were drilled into you as a child like you have the ability to change the way that you think absolutely and yeah like my um this is like not really super related but my dad was like questioning something about how my grandma would think about the wedding if we didn't have traditional vows and blah blah blah. and I was Mm -hmm. like he was like well you know how are people gonna know you're like really married if you don't do real vows and I was like (laughs) she is 90 years old and has and is still (laughs) literally getting her master's degrees I was like I think she can understand like she yeah I'm not worried about her level of understanding but it's just wait did you say your 90 year old grandma's getting her master's she has like several she just like continually in school it's it's pause did you just say yeah pause that's amazing anyways yeah she's she's incredible so it's just like I think she's able to obviously continue to educate herself why wouldn't she be able to understand this or it's just weird yeah and like you said too I mean like now more than ever we have so many more resources to Mm -hmm. educate yourself I mean it's 2023 people so I just yeah it is it's a it's an excuse is what it is yeah absolutely um my mom she always is like oh I looked up this and she's like so happy and proud when she thinks up. But like, it's just so easy. Like she's like, oh yeah, like like I heard you guys talking and I heard this word and I looked it up or like I asked your sister and my sister is a lesbian as well. So like, she uses the resources that she has and she's like, yeah, I just like asked what this meant or like I looked it up here. So oh, that's great. It's doable. Yeah, that's, doable. that's, that's great that she thing. you know asks questions too and she wants to learn and understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to ask, but, you know, if it's from a place of, like, wanting to understand and from love and, like, I think it's really important to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have an open mind. Mm-hmm. Really, like, the basis of it. Yeah. Right. Can you guys describe um, any specific situations where you felt supported by um, your colleagues or your patients? And then on the flip side, if you have any situations of discrimination, if you feel comfortable sharing. If you, yeah, if you have a story, I want to. I don't think I really have any stories. I'm just going to. So I just feel like with me, kind of like the coming out process was really hard for me. But like when it eventually happened, like I was at CCMC at the time, everyone was so supportive. And I've just been lucky in my life where like I've never run into a situation where someone has not been supportive. Like I've never had to deal with like a negative situation per se. Maybe that's just because that's who I surround myself with but it's I've had a really like lucky journey in that sense and when I came out like people were like oh like I'm so happy for you like I love seeing you this happy like Mm. and just like the positive words of affirmation made a huge difference because like you don't kind of like see what people are struggling with behind the scenes and then when they finally like get to that point showering with them with love it just like makes you feel so warm and like accepted Mm. So that was that was my experience. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, that unit. Yeah. The, everyone that works on that unit is like they're such good people. Yeah. I, like, oh my god, it's... I miss them so much. Yeah. Plugged I know them. me I too. I'm like, I'm like oh, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna be back in the NICU, but I'll be back in the general area. <laughs> yeah. But that's amazing. I'm so glad that yeah. you had that experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say mine is like a mixed bag. Yeah, yours is. is it's, cool. Yeah, so like family was always a struggle for a while, and that was really hard on my well being. Um, but I had friends who always had my back, and I sought out community. Um, and then in the workplace, it was interesting. Like my assistant manager, like when I the day I changed my name, she kind of like questioned it. And she's like, "Are you serious?" Like she was kind of like laughing, and that was not a good oh my a good like oh. reaction. Nope. She had since grown from it, good. but like that was not cool and mm-hmm. not great. And from a management sense. level as well, like that's yeah. So I. Yeah, it was not great. People who were just always, you know, it was, it was to a point I was getting extended at least once a shift, and it would, like, really mess with me. Mm-hmm. So I think that there were people, and this is just my own independent case study, that I, people that were consistently misgendering me and the hardest thing were the religious people. Mm-hmm. Just hmm. literally, if there was like one stat that was just the, the, the root of it, I think you know after the training it definitely helped, and you know people, the residents were always calling me, were always on point with pronouns and never misgendered me, and I didn't deal with any of that. Um, and now, almost two and a half years later, everything is sort of full circle and. Traveling was my way of starting new and not mm-hmm. having to like carry any like of the residue that because I feel like a good way to think of transitioning is like middle school. Like I don't know if anyone like really loved middle school. It's like tongue. It was tongue. Like transitioning is just like that. Like you're an adult for the most part. I was an adult, and it's like you're still dealing with hormones and like you're feeling awkward because like you're trying to see what works for you but you're like doing it more in front of people so it feels really awkward. I didn't really I dealt with like people staring at me for a bit until I like what people call mm-hmm. people who still deal with that like I'm lucky in the sense that I'm just like in the fifth and I'm like being the fifth in the sea sometimes and just like living a normal life but that period was pretty difficult, I would say. Yeah. But now I'm on the other side of it. I'm very yeah. happy. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry you had to go through that. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm glad but I, I feel like it, it makes, yeah, it makes everything like I'm a lot more appreciative of things. Like I get excited to get dressed in the morning yeah. and I like, I'm excited to go to the beach because like I've had top surgery and like that's something that that's awesome. I'm lucky to have. Yeah. And, um, so it makes me have like a, it tastes like I'm eating dessert all the time. Like with my experience, like it just is so. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I think travel nursing was really nice for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely needed it. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's an incredible experience for so many different reasons. And I think, yeah, everyone takes something different from it, too. And it's just really neat that we have the ability to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything that you wish that our listeners would know or what, like, a couple things that they could do in their everyday lives to... um, 
keep members of the LGBTQ in mind and to be respectful. Um, yeah, any changes that you could think of that would just be easy to incorporate in the, like all of our lives, I guess. Sorry, that was a weird way of asking that. Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we get it. We get it. Yeah. I think just like don't assume. Yeah. That's the best. That's Keep the, an open mind. That's the core of all of it. Don't assume yeah. a person's sexuality. Don't assume a person's like the way that they identify. Just be open and don't pigeonhole things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best thing you can do to be to be a supporter is just be open minded. I agree. Mm -hmm. Because, like, in reality, people aren't going to, like, sit there every day and, like, oh, I'm going to go, like, look this up and spend my five minutes, like, educating myself and and actively looking things up. It would be great if people did that, but, like, realistically, that's not happening. I just – it really is just keeping an open mind because, like, if you run into situations that prompt you doing, like, research and educating yourself Mm – that's a good opportunity. I mean, I say that, but now I'm reflecting and I'm like, it would be really great if you didn't have to be presented with a situation to have information, but I think just keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking back on what you said earlier, Dax, about how what you've noticed is that most people um, who have a hard time accepting um, people in general are the religious people. And I'm just thinking about that because it's just crazy because, I mean, if you're taking like Christianity, for example, I mean, it's supposed to be about love, right? And what Mm -hmm. I find about like the queer community is that that is love to me, you know, like that is like truly like acceptance and love and Mm -hmm. just like, and like you said, open-mindedness. So it's just, it sucks because I, I wish that these highly religious people would be more like oh, like, this is exactly what, this is exactly what Jesus would have wanted, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's yeah. hard for me to, like, understand. But Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I feel like I can't, I, I'd like to, like, challenge a person to go to a pride and, like, be open to it and say that they have hundred, <laughs> yeah. Or a drag show. <laughs> like, know? come on now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, right? It's... We went on Emily's Bachelorette, and it was so fun. We just, like, stumbled oh, upon one. It was perfect. We yeah. went um, yeah, to – um, well, we went to Savannah, and there was only, like – I I think literally like, – it's also interesting to be in the South, but I think there was only, like, two gay clubs, and we want, wanted to go and go dancing. We walked in. They're like, oh, are you here for the drag show? And we were like, no, sure. but yes. <laughs> literally, Best like, surprise ever. We are like – when does it start? They're like in three minutes. We're like, great, perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was awesome because we were a little nervous, like going to the south. To just didn't know what to expect, yeah. like mindset right, wise, right. and it it actually felt like very um, open. Yeah, which mm. was nice. That's good. Surprising. I feel like you can find nice, safe spaces no matter where you go. You just have mm-hmm. to find some. Yeah. Most of them are in the queer spaces. But... <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Are you guys going to any, like, specific prides or around the country, locally? I don't know if we can swing it this year just because of, like, our travels and stuff. Yeah. We'll see. But 
Potentially. You never know. Every day is Pride. Every day. Yeah. Oh, when is yeah. when is Connecticut's Pride? Or like Hartford's Pride? Is it? Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm excited about, but it's yeah. Yeah, yeah the Middletown Pride is Hell yeah. I love Middletown. I've been to many prides and that's still to this day. Really? Okay, that's great. That's good to know. Um, The governor goes and he's like dancing. Aw, cute. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I I have... San Diego Pride is awesome. Um... If it's warm, <laughs> yeah, it's actually sunny out. No, I'm sure it's awesome regardless, but it's extra nice when it's actually sunny. Um, Denver Pride is sadly the weekend of my wedding, and it used oh. to be it used to be the previous weekend, um, but it was falling a lot on like the Juneteenth holiday. So as a city, they wanted to to move it. Um, And they just moved it last year, but we had already had our wedding plan and everything. And like my, (laughs) my friends are like, what the hell? Like I want to go like, (laughs) they're literally leaving super early. It's like two and a half hours from Denver, like super early on Sunday morning so they can get back to go to pride. (laughs) I don't blame them at all. (laughs) I'm jealous. That was so (laughs) great. kind of like a extra celebration of your wedding yeah yeah <laughs> yes. like uh, i it's the, it's the freaking best um yeah everyone should go to a pride totally agree yeah. yeah i'm literally yeah. gonna like, make, like oh yeah go, go for ahead it. i was just gonna make an announcement like at the wedding be like hey or actually i'm sending out an email with like things for people to do while they're here oh yeah, like, yeah yeah hey fyi like this weekend is Denver Pride. If you're back there, like, early on Sunday, like, definitely go check it out because it's just, yeah, 100%. like, an amazing environment. Like, right, you can't go out of that being unhappy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's not possible. It's amazing. I think the only Pride I've actually, like, truly been to was New York City. Mm. Oh, but I bet that's fun. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. Yes, that's overwhelming. That and sounds, I think it was, yeah. like, post- post-covid too like yeah. one of like the first like years where everyone felt comfortable like going out into the space like that and mm-hmm. in, in the crowds and oh so much fun oh that's awesome yeah really i is. think i just have one more question unless you have any more m but um, my last question would be um what advice would you give to other people in the lgbtq plus community that want to pursue a career in healthcare? Ooh. To do it, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we need representation. Just, yeah, yeah, representation matters definitely. Yeah. It's a it's a good field to get into, especially to give back and just be who you are. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah, there's mm-hmm. always there's always like queer clinics and most liberal ones, like two or three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do it, yeah. do it, be yourself. I feel like for me, like it was a struggle because like, I felt like for a long time in my like nursing career, I couldn't truly be myself. But like the people that were, they were my representation and like they made me feel like some sort of way, you know? Mm-hmm. So like being who you are in a space does so much for people, even when you don't know you're like making an impact for people. Like I have like a few people that just came to mind and I'm just like, they were so important to me because they were just like, 
so themselves the whole time and I just respected them and like loved them and Mm -hmm. you know so just be yourself go do it there's always people that will love and accept you yeah, you'll make a difference for so many people and find you can like, travel awesome nurse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it. yeah I love it so much yeah that's amazing advice I love it just do it do it do, do it question? <laughs> um I don't think so let me read over these really quick but I feel like I we mean, at least touched on all of them. I know. I'm like, we didn't go into depth on any of the like trips or anything, but that's okay. <laughs> this would be literally be like probably three hours long. Oh my god! Hey, you're always Wait, welcome. Hannah, back you to were talk just in Europe. Spain. I was. Yes. How was it? It was amazing. I loved it. Did you guys get to go to Spain? We did. Yeah, was well. What parts did you guys go to? Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is everything oh my god i loved it <laughs> that was my favorite magical i was crying i was like walking <laughs> um what's the little area like the little winding narrow streets i can't remember what it's called like is it like the barrio of something uh, the bar- yeah the barrios the barrio um i was <laughs> like this is just magic like i felt it reminded me of venice but mm. kind of like i mean less touristy in a way like it was just amazing beautiful it was a beautiful place that was my favorite out of spain for sure and i loved granada too the alhambra is oh everything yeah. mm-hmm. that was insane it was we like ended the up best just ever looking at it from a distance i think we didn't actually go yeah, we didn't do it so. oh you have to go back and do it and like take a whole day because it's just oh my gosh it's amazing yeah. i'll do that <laughs> I'm always I'll like, come. okay, when are we going back to Europe? <laughs> yeah, we can all go. Yeah. Dash is like, I'm good. Oh, yeah. You guys did backpacking? Oh, yeah. We did yeah. do backpacking. Oh, my So gosh. we... <laughs> I'm the worst backpacker there ever is, and I somehow managed to fit, like, pr- pretty much two and a half, three months of clothes into a backpack. And but my backpack was like twice the size of Jax's, and just mm-hmm. imagine me like we had to sprint <laughs> for our trains so many times, like sprinting through the streets of Europe with this giant backpack, another bag. It was oh just God, like, I don't miss it. It was exhausting. And <laughs> that sounds yeah, that sounds <laughs> kind of like I feel like compared comparatively to travel nursing, where you're just like always packing up your stuff and like needing to like reroute your life, yeah. and you're never in a stable place. But like put that on steroids is backpacking <laughs> Europe. <laughs> Like How doing amazing you... things, but then being exhausted the next day. <laughs> How long did you go for? I think it was like two and a half months. Two and a half months. Oh yeah. shit! Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. I know you have to come back so long and talk. <laughs> I want to hear like everything. We can do yeah. a whole episode about like taking time off yeah, between contracts long, and like. Oh my god! Totally, yeah, totally yeah. awesome. Um, we'll definitely have to schedule that episode. Yep. Um, oh yeah. Maybe after the wedding and then. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do your your stuff. Slowly dying. Travel. We can do a travel podcast. That'd be That'd be awesome. Looking forward to it. Do you guys want to plug your Instagrams or let our listeners know where they can find you guys at all? Yeah, I mean, I just started a a blog and Instagram, so it's uh, yeah, just like reflections and stuff. Uh, Dax writes at Dax writes. Perfect. Cool. You can check out my uh, Instagram there, and it has a link to my blog. Perfect. So. I don't think you plugged yourself enough. So he would really like to make writing like kind of a career. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, so, so like, yeah. so whether it's like a supplement to healthcare or you like completely step away from healthcare, and he's an amazing writer. And yeah, oh, I can't so wait to I'm, I'm happy to see him like diving into that a little bit more. I oh love gosh, that. I we'll definitely, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> tag you yeah, and everything right. on the, on the cool. po- uh, the post. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then mine's just, I think it's Taybom, like T-A-Y-B-O-M, but most of it's just like travel pictures. <laughs> Which we is also travel great. pics. Yeah. 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 Love it. Cool. Well, thank you awesome. guys so much for your time yeah, and for being for sure. Yeah. Thanks for having us on here. We love this, you and appreciate yes, it. It's been so fun. I can't wait to come back. Yes. yes. Oh it's going to be great. So excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks right. for listening. See you guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Emily, have a great wedding. Hannah, Thanks. enjoy your time off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I feel like we got some good stuff in there. Maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com.